I have been feeling so beat up lately. First, it started with my knee feeling a bit not 100%. And so I've been like pushing my squat days back a little bit. So I started my week with upper body and just trying to let my knee recover because I don't want to push it. I don't want something to happen to my knee. But then my shoulder was all jacked up and I wasn't able to bench press and I'm just like, what is going on? So first I, cause I worked out last week and my workout was fine, felt fine Friday, but then I started feeling really sore and I was staying in a hotel in San Jose and it wasn't super comfortable. So I was like, hmm, is this part of just from the bed? <laughs> but then at the same time, I'm like, I don't know, because that that has never happened to me before. Is this what it's like being 30? I don't know. But I'm, I feel my shoulder feels a little bit better today, but I'm still trying to stretch it out. And then it got me thinking too, because, and this is something to just take note of, if you are a person who trains regularly, if you're feeling under-recovered, one sign is that you're just not consuming enough protein. And so because I'm not trying to lose fat right now, I'm really trying to focus on building muscle and eating more at maintenance, just maybe just above maintenance. I... I'm not really tracking my food like I normally would if I was cutting weight. So I have started just on my fitness pal being mindful of the amount of protein that I'm consuming. So I'm I'm tracking my protein on my fitness pal just to make sure that I am consuming enough protein every single day because your body does require a certain amount of protein. And protein is a really essential macronutrient. And since I've been away, since I've been in Costa Rica, I have now been here for five weeks. I figure I'm not consuming enough protein at all. It's hard when you've been out of your usual routine. So if you have been training super strenuously and you have not been mindful of your protein intake, whatever your goal is, really just start tracking your food and get an idea of how much protein you're actually consuming because you might be surprised at the end of the day that you could be consuming way less than your body needs and it's just a good way to get some control back in your life and start honing in on your nutrition a little bit so that your body can feel recovered. Recovery is so crucial. So just wanted to share that because that's something that I've definitely been struggling with on top of a bunch of other stuff. This the whole Since 2020 started, I don't know about you, but things have been really nuts. And it's, I guess it's a time that is going to present a lot of learning experiences, but man, it's been a lot to handle in the first three months of 2020. And some great ways to get protein if it's hard to get it in your diet alone is getting a, a good protein powder. Now, I was able to get a protein powder in the pharmacy here in Costa Rica, but it doesn't taste super good. And protein powder powder here is really expensive. So I have been mixing it with like a banana and other things, but it's just, it's really not that palatable. palatable. So I've been trying to just find other ways to hit my protein with eggs, with high protein yogurt, with chicken. Beans have some protein, not a whole lot depending on how much you're eating, but by tracking everything, I'm able to really kind of get back into the swing of things because I want to, I, I hate not being able to lift heavy. 
And if you are looking for a really great protein powder, First Form has a great one. Like actually my favorite is chocolate CTC and vanilla is pretty good too, or the chocolate mint cookie one. I don't know if you've ever tasted protein powder that has a really weird taste at the at the aftertaste is weird, but First Form doesn't have that shitty aftertaste. So I want to share my personal link with you guys because if you are looking for a protein powder or if you realize that, hey, yeah, I think, you know, I've been super sore. I've been tracking my food. It's really hard to hit my protein intake. Then check out First Form because it does taste pretty good and their flavors are really good and it's a high quality protein powder. So I'm sharing my link. It's in the show notes. Check it out. Let me know what you think if you get it. Let me know what your favorite flavor is because I still haven't tried all of them. And if you have not yet subscribed to this episode, please subscribe now because that way you won't miss out on future episodes and bonus content. And next week, I am sharing an episode on how I was able to restart my G6 Firefly sensor. And then we have some really fun episodes coming up with some guests. So stay tuned for that. And if you enjoy this episode today, please do take a couple seconds. It'll only take a couple seconds to leave me a five-star review because when you take the time to leave me a review, it will expand the reach of this podcast and make it possible for other people to hear these episodes as well. So thank you so much for your support of the show. Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato, expert in type 1 diabetes and fat loss, entrepreneur, and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. So many people, I know I can't speak for everyone, but so many people have this innate need or want to help each other, to help people, to people please, I guess you could say. And why? Because when it comes to humanity, I would say that many of us humans really like to be able to help one another. But where saying yes can become problematic is when you begin putting the needs of others before your own needs. Just like sitting on an airplane, put your oxygen mask on before anyone else. Because it's only when you take care of yourself and your own needs are met that you can truly be of service to others in the best way possible and to the best of your ability. I don't know if you're a yes person or a no person, but I used to be a yes girl. I used to be very quick to say yes to anyone who needed something from me. When I worked in corporate, if someone needed a shift covered, I would say yes. And it wasn't necessarily because I wanted to work seven days a week. (laughs) It was because I truly wanted to help. And if I felt like I could help, then I just felt bad. I didn't want to say no. And I do believe that the majority of us humans, we want to be liked. We want to be accepted and we want to be appreciated. So naturally, being one to quickly raise your hand and say yes when asked to do something, and if saying no doesn't come naturally to you, you are not alone, my friend. And that is exactly what we're going to be chatting about today. 
often your mind might chime in, it might pipe up when you're asked to do something or when you say yes to something because your mind thinks that it's the right thing to do, but really in your heart, you might rather say no. And you always have a choice. It's the mind that tries to make you think that you don't have a choice because sometimes you might feel like you're the only one that can do something or there are things that are expected of you or you might get in trouble if you don't or maybe people will like you less or think less of you. And I do think that the mind tries to protect you. But when you say yes to things before your own needs are being met or if you say yes to something when your heart really is saying no, that's when people tend to take advantage or when you will often feel like you are being taken advantage of or when you your yeses are being taken for granted. When I worked in corporate, I worked a corporate job for five years and the first few years, I said yes to everything. I remember waking up some days at 3 a.m. to stalk the studios and get ready for the actors because I was asked to do that and no one else wanted to. But because I said yes all the time, people just started asking me before they asked anyone else because they thought Taja will probably just do it. I worked weekends. I would stay late. And I started getting really burnt out. It wasn't until my fourth or fifth year that one day I just thought, this is, I've had enough. I need to really take care of myself and I can't work another seven day shift in a row. Like I just can't do it. I need my, I'm too important. I started really just feeling that my own self care was starting to become a little bit more important than my working so many hours and I started to feel a little bit of resentment because I was being asked so often and I was always the one doing and at first I didn't mind because I wanted to help but it just got to be too much so one day my manager didn't ask me to work a Saturday shift she just assumed that I would be working it and she gave me all of the details and I replied back sorry I'm not available and she was super surprised. That was the very start of me saying no. And honestly, if you are a yes person, don't feel bad about where you are right now because I think it takes a bit of time, but when you are ready, you will be able to start saying no. And when you do, there's so much power and freedom in that. So don't feel bad if you're not there yet. The power of no is a practice, and once you begin, you'll step into your own power opposite of what your mind is saying to you right now, and people will gain more respect for you. And when you start saying no, you don't need to feel obligated to give an explanation as to why you can't do something. I think that is often one of the first mistakes that we make after saying yes all the time, because it doesn't really matter. Nobody needs to know why you can't do something. Often people are just wondering if you're available or not. So you don't need to come up with a huge explanation. You're, you're probably going to feel bad that you can't do something or that you just don't feel like doing something. But once you start stepping into your power, you are going to feel so much better and it's going to really change and open up new possibilities into your life and things that you really do want to do. 
And you can start small if you want. You don't have to start with work. You could start with hanging out with a friend or whatever that one thing is that you don't really want to do. Maybe it's watching a movie on Friday night when you'd rather be doing something else. But if the tables were turned, wouldn't you rather someone say no to you than say yes out of just being nice and then complain about doing it? I know that I would. And when you respect yourself and you put your needs first, it really does attract more of what you want to come into your life. And I think that people are attracted to that. It's not the other way around. So often there can be a little bit of fear. I know that I felt afraid about opportunities that were going to come to me because I was suddenly saying no to things. But honestly, you're stepping up and people are not going to look down upon you for stepping up for yourself and respecting yourself. In fact, when you respect yourself, other people are going to respect you more. And if it's a friend, like maybe you're in on a Friday night and you just really don't want to go out and you're like, oh, but I don't want to go, but she wants me to. I don't want to let her down. Say no. She's going to respect you. If she's your friend, she will fully respect you and you're going to feel so much more liberated. And the next time you guys hang out, you are going to be in such a better space because when you make the choice, because you always have a choice, but when you make the choice to say yes, when you really want to say no, the only resentment that you feel is the resentment that you are creating. It You can't be mad at anyone else for the choices that you're making in your own life. So free yourself from the mundane and take your freaking power back, even if it's with baby steps. In fact, baby steps are the best way to start. And the progression of no unfolds into the freest and purest version of you. And you always have a choice. And living without the weight of resentment on your heart starts with saying no. So the next time that you are in a position where you have to say yes or no when something is asked of you, I want you to do a little gut check or maybe a heart check. See which way your heartstrings are pulling. If it's something that you really don't want to do, then have the courage to say no. Because truly, you should only be saying yes to the things that light you up and no to the things that don't. And I don't think it's selfish or self-absorbed to put yourself first and say no to people when you really don't want to do something. I think it just means that you're standing in your power and you're doing what lights you up. And when you do that, the overflow is going to flow into everyone else's life around you. And when you're in that higher state because you are actually doing the things that you love to do, there is nothing more empowering than that. It's honestly one of the most freeing feelings in the whole entire world. I'd love to hear how saying no has helped you in your life or how listening to this podcast has helped give you the courage to say no next time something's asked upon you. I'd love to know the outcome. So please, if you're open to it, leave a review and let me know what your biggest takeaway is from this podcast and what the outcome is from you saying no and standing in your power. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I will see you back here same time next week. Bye for now.